Section 7 of Poems of American History, Volume 5, The Period of Expansion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ed Humple. Poems of American History, Volume 5, The Period of Expansion. Chapter 5, Part 2. The War with Spain. A shot from Corregidor and another from El Fraile told that the fleet was discovered, but the ships glided quietly on, and at dawn the Spanish fleet was seen anchored under the batteries of Cavite. Dewey steamed straight for them. The Spanish ships were sunk, one after another, by the deadly fire of the American gunners, and by noon the Spanish fleet had been destroyed, the shore batteries silenced, and a white flag floated over the citadel of Cavite. Dewey had not lost a man, and had won the greatest naval battle since Trafalgar. Dewey at Manila, May 1st, 1898 "'Twas the very verge of May, when the bold Olympia led into Boca Grande Bay Dewey's squadron, dark and dread, creeping past Corregidor, guardian of Manila's shore. Do they sleep who wait the fray? Is the moon so dazzling bright that our cruiser's battle gray melts into the misty light? Ah, the red flash and the roar wakes at last, Corregidor. All too late their screaming shell tears the silence with its track. This is but the gate of hell. We've no leisure to turn back. Answer, Concord, then once more. Slumber on, Corregidor. And as, like a slowing tide, Onward still the vessels creep, Dewey watching, falcon-eyed, Orders, let the gunners sleep, For we meet a foe at four, Fiercer than Corregidor. Well they slept, for well they knew What the morrow taught us all, He was wise as well as true, Thus upon the foe to fall. Long shall Spain the day deplore, Dewey ran Corregidor. May is dancing into light as the Spanish admiral from a dream of phantom fight wakens at his sentry's call. Shall he leave Cavite's lee, hunt the Yankee fleet at sea? O Montoyo, to thy deck, that today shall float its last. Quick, to quarters, yonder speck grows a hull of portent vast. Hither, toward Cavite's lee, comes the Yankee hunting thee. Not for fear of hidden mine halts our doughty Commodore. He of old heroic line follows Farragut once more, hazards all on victory here within Cavite's lee. If he loses, all is gone. He will win because he must, and the shafts of yonder dawn are not thicker than his thrust. Soon, Montoyo, he shall be with thee in Cavite's lee. Now, Manila, to the fray, show the hated Yankee host this is not a holiday. Spanish blood is more than boast, fleet and mine and battery, crush him in Cavite's lee. Lo, hell's geysers at our fore pierce the plotted path in vain, nerving every man the more with the memory of the main. Now at last our guns are free, here within Cavite's lee. Gridley, says the Commodore, you may fire when ready, then, long and loud like lions roar, when a rival dares the den, breaks the awful cannonry, full across Cavite's lee. 
who shall tell the daring tale of our thunderbolt's attack finding when the chart should fail by the lead his dubious track five ships following faithfully five times o'er the cavite's lee of our gunner's deadly aim of the gallant foe and brave who unconquered faced with flame seek the mercy of the wave choosing honor in the sea underneath cavite's lee let the mead the victors gain be the measure of their task less of flinching stouter strain fiercer combat who could ask and surrender twas a word that cavite ne'er had heard noon the woeful work is done not a spanish ship remains but of their eleven none ever was so truly spain's which is prouder they or we thinking of cavite's lee envoy but remember when we've ceased giving praise and reckoning odds man shares courage with the beast wisdom cometh from the gods who would win on land or wave must be wise as well as brave robert underwood johnson dewey and his men may first eighteen ninety eight glistening high in the midnight sky the starry rockets soar to crown the height so soon to be uncrowned corregidor and moaning into the middle night resounds the answering shock from fraley's island battery within the living rock like fargat before him so dewey down the bay past fort and mine in single line holds on toward cavite when the earth was new a raven flew o'er the sea on a perilous quest by his broad black pinions buoyed up as he sought him a spot to rest so to-day from british china sweeps our commodore mid the cheers of england's dauntless ships of steel and into the night he steers with never a home but the furrowy foam and never a place for ease save the place he'll win by the dint and din of his long lean batteries a misty dawn on the may day shone yet the enemy sees afar on our ships of war great flags flung out as bright as the morning star then the cannon of spain crash over the main and their splendor flecks the ports as the crackling thunder rolls along the frowning fleet and forts but the olympia in her majesty leads up the broadening bay and behind her come gaunt ships and dumb toward crested cavite all pearl and rose the dawnlight glows and ruddy and gray the gloom of battle over their squadron sinks as we sweep like a vast simoon when our broadsides flash and ring at last in a hoarsening staggering crush on the arsenal and fleet in wrath our lurid lightnings rush malate knows us cavite canacoca crazed with hate but corregidor shall speak no more el fraile fears his fate montoyo fights as fought the knights by the cid campeador he leaves his flagship all afire the cuba takes him o'er the don antonio roars in flames the austria lights and lifts from sangley to manila mole the battle vapor drifts but the queen christine in one great blast dies as becomes her name her funeral shroud a pillar of cloud all filigreed with flame from peak to peak our quick flags speak the rattling chorus ends and cheer on cheer rolls o'er the sea at the word the signal sends 
from Commodore to Powder Boy, from Bridge to Stoker's Den. No battle rips have found our ships, nor wounds nor death our men. We cheer and rest, we rest and cheer, and ever above the tides, the flag that knows no conquering foes in newer glory rides. When the reek of war is rolled afar by the breezes down the bay, we turn our deadly guns again on the walls of Cavite. The Spaniard dreamed of victory, his final hope is flown, as winged destruction up and down our batteries have strown. In horrid havoc, red and black, the storm throbs on amain, till in the glare of carnage there fade all the flags of Spain. In old Madrid sad eyes are hid for an empire sore bestead. Manila's mad with misery, Havana sick with dread. As the great bells toll each gallant soul, Castile shall see no more. Toll Fraley's rock, a thing for sport, toll lost Corregidor. Spain's fortresses are fluttering, with banners blanched and pale. Her admiralty in agony lies, shattered steam and sail. And the home we sought was cheaply bought, for no mother, wife, nor maid. From Maine to Loma Point bewails the land for whom she prayed. Now everywhere, from Florida to the blue Vancouver Straits, the flag we've flown abroad is thrown, and a word of cheer awaits. The ships and men that never failed the nation from her birth have done again all ships and men may do upon this earth. Glistening high in the noontide sky, the starry banners soar, to crown anew the height so soon uncrowned Corregidor. They bring the promise of the free to Philip's jeweled isles, and hearts oppressed thrill hard with hope whene'er that promise smiles. For the spirit of old Ironsides broods o'er that tropic bay, and the wildfire lights as Dewey fights on the broad Manila Bay. Wallace Rice Off, Manili! Ay, lads, ay, we fought em, and we sent em to the bottom. And you'll say I'm a-talkin' like a silly. I hear your cheers and jokes, but lads, them's human folks what is soaking in the water off Manili. Ay, lads, and when we shot, it's just as like as not, we hit some mother's heart in old Granadie. She didn't sink no main way over there in Spain, but she won't never see her laddie's body. I can see a black-eyed gal, something like my little Sal, what is crying out her eyes in old Seville. There's a widow in Madrid, with a poor little kid, and his daddy has went down off Manili. Aye, lads, aye, we fought him, and we sent him to the bottom, and I hopes you won't be thinking I'm a booby, but that little black-eyed gal, what reminds me so of Sal, she didn't never do no harm to Cubie. And if instead of Sanchi it had been the hated Yankee, which you know, my lads, is me and Jack and Billy, you know who would be crying for us fellows what was dying and a soaking in the water off Manili. Edmund Vance Cook Manila Bay From keel to fighting top, I love our Asiatic fleet. I love our officers and crews who'd rather fight than eat. I love the breakfast ordered up when enemies ran short. But most I love our chaplain, with his head out of the port. 
Now a naval chaplain cannot charge as chaplains can on land. With his Bible in his pocket, his revolver in his hand, he must wait and help the wounded, no danger must he court. So our chaplain helped the wounded with his head out of the port. Beneath his red and yellow, at bay the Spaniard stood, till the yellow rose in fire and the crimson sank in blood, until the last fouled rifle sped its impotent retort, our chaplain watched the Spaniard with his head out of the port. Then here's our admiral on the bridge, above the bursting shell, and here's our sailors who went in for victory or hell, and here's the ships and here's the guns that silenced fleet and fort. But don't forget our chaplain with his head out of the port. Arthur Hale, May 1st, 1898 a ballad of manila bay your threats how vain corregidor your rampired batteries feared no more your frowning guard at manila gate when our captain went before lights out into the unknown gloom from the windy glimmering wide sea room challenging fate in that dark strait we dared the hidden doom but the death in the deep awoke not then Mine and Torpedo they spoke not then, From the heights that loomed on our passing line, The thunders broke not then. Safe through the perilous dark we sped, Quiet each ship as the quiet dead, Till the guns of El Frele roared too late, And the steel prows forged ahead. Mute each ship as the mute mouth grave, A ghost leviathan cleaving the wave, But deep in its heart the great fires throb, the travailing engines rave. The ponderous pistons urge like fate, the red-throat furnaces roar elate, and the sweating stokers stagger and swoon in a heat more fierce than hate. So through the dark we stole our way, past the grim waters and into the bay, past Calibayo and past Salinas, and came at the break of day, where strong Cavite stood to oppose where, from a sheen of silver and rose, a thronging of masts, a soaring of towers, the beautiful city arose. How fine and fair! But the shining air, with a thousand shattered thunders there, flapped and reeled, for the fighting foe, we had caught him in his lair. Surprised, unready, his proud ships lay, idly at anchor in Bacor Bay. Unready, surprised, but proudly bold, which was ever, the Spaniard's way. Then soon on his pride the dread doom fell, red doom, for the ruin of shot and shell lit every vomiting bursting hulk with a crimson reek of hell. But to the brave, though beaten, hail, all hail to them that dare and fail, to the dauntless boat that charged our fleet and sank in the iron hail. Manila Bay, Manila Bay, how proud the song on our lips today, a brave old song of the true and strong and the will that has its way, of the blood that told in the days of Drake when the fight was good for the fighting's sake, for the blood that fathered Farragut is the blood that fathered Blake. And the pride of the blood will not be undone while war's in the world and a fight to be won, for the master now, as the master of old, is the man behind the gun. The dominant blood that daunts the foe, that laughs at odds and leaps to the blow, it is Dewey's glory today, as Nelson's 
a hundred years ago. Charles George Douglas Roberts The Battle of Manila A Fragment May 1st, 1898 By Cavite on the bay T'was the Spanish squadron lay and the red dawn was creeping o'er the city that lay sleeping to the east like a bride in the May. There was peace at Manila, in the May morn at Manila, when Ho, the Spanish admiral, awoke to find our line, had passed by gray Corregidor, had laughed at shoal and mine, and flung to the sky its banners, with remember for the sign. With the ships of Spain before, in the shelter of the shore, and the forts on the right, they drew forward to the fight, and the first was the gallant Commodore in the Bay of Manila, in the doomed Bay of Manila, with succor half the world away, no port beneath that sky, with nothing but the ships and guns and Yankee pluck to try. They had left retreat behind them, they had come to win or die. For we spoke at Manila, we said it at Manila, O oh, be ye brave or be ye strong, ye build our ships in vain. The children of the sea queen's brood will not give up the main. We hold the sea against the world as we held it against Spain. Be warned by Manila, take warning by Manila. Ye may trade by land, ye may fight by land, ye may hold the land in fee but not go down to the sea in ships to battle with the free, for England and America will keep and hold the sea. Richard Hovey This remarkable victory amazed the world and set America wild with excitement and enthusiasm. Dewey became a popular hero, and Congress made haste to revive the grade of admiral and to confer it upon him. Dewey in Manila Bay. He took a thousand islands, and he didn't lose a man. Raise your heads and cheer him as he goes. He licked the sneaky Spaniard till the fellow cut and ran, her fighting's part of what a Yankee knows. He fought him and he licked him, without any fuss or flam. It was only his profession for to win. He sank their boats beneath him, and he spared them as they swam, and then he sent his ambulances in. He had no word to cheer him, and had no bands to play. He had no crowds to make his duty brave. But he risked the deep torpedoes as the breaking of the day, for he knew he had our self-respect to save. He flew the angry signal, crying justice for the main. He flew it from his flagship as he fought. He drove the tardy vengeance in the very teeth of Spain, and he did it just because he thought he ought. He busted up their batteries and sank eleven ships. He knew what he was doing every bit. He set the maxims going like a hundred cracking whips, and every shot that crackled was a hit. He broke em and he drove em, and he didn't care at all. He only liked to do as he was bid. He crumpled up their squadron and their batteries and all. He knew he had to lick em, and he did. And when the thing was finished, and they flew the frightened flag, he slung his guns and sent his foot ashore. He gathered in their wounded, and he quite forgot to brag, for he thought he did his duty, nothing more. Oh, he took a thousand islands, and he didn't lose a man. Raise your heads and cheer him as he goes. 
he licked the sneaky Spaniard till the fellow cut and ran, for fighting's part of what a Yankee knows. R. V. Risley Another fleet, and a much more powerful one than Dewey's, had been collected at Key West under command of Admiral Sampson, ready to proceed to Cuba, and on April 21st orders came for it to sail. On the morning of April 22nd, it put to sea and steamed slowly off toward Havana. Mene, Mene, Tekel Abharsen April 22nd, 1898 Behold, we have gathered together our battleships, near and afar. Their decks they have cleared for action, their guns they are primed for war. From the east to the west there is hurry, in the north and the south appeal of hammers and fort and shipyard, and the clamor and clang of steel. In the rush and roar of engines, and clanking of derrick and crane, thou art weighed in the scales and found wanting, the balance of God, O Spain. Behold, I have stood on the mountains, and this was writ in the sky. She is weighed with the scales and found wanting, the balance of God holds on high. The balance he once weighed Babylon, the mother of harlots in. One scale holds thy pride and power, an empire begotten of sin. Heavy with woe and torture, the crimes of a thousand years, mortared and welded together with fire and blood and tears. In the other, for justice and mercy, a blade with never a stain, is laid the sword of liberty, and the balance dips, O Spain. Summon thy vessels together. Great is thy need for these. Cristobal Colon, Vizcaya, Oquendo, Marie, Therese. Let them be strong and many, for a vision I had by night. From that ancient wrongs thou hast done, the world came howling to the fight. From new world shores they gathered, Inca and Aztec Spain. To the Cuban shot but yesterday, our own dead seamen, Spain. Summon thy ships together. Gather a mighty fleet, for a strong young nation is arming that never hath known defeat. Summon thy ships together, there on thy blood-stained sands, for a shadowy army gathers with manacled feet and hands. A shadowy host of sorrows and of shames too black to tell, that reach with their horrible wounds for thee to drag thee down to hell. Myriad phantoms and specters thou warest against in vain. Thou art weighed in the scales and found wanting, the balance of God, O Spain. Madison Coeen A blockade was proclaimed of Havana and a number of other ports, but no attempt was made to enter the harbor, which was crammed with mines and defended by strong fortifications. The Spirit of the Main In battle line of somber gray, our ships of war advance, as red-cross knights in holy fray charged with avenging lance. And terrible shall be thy plight, O fleet of cruel Spain, forever in our van doth fight the spirit of the main. And when beside Regulus Lake the great twin brethren came, a righteous fight for Rome to make against the deed of shame. So now a ghostly ship shall doom the fleet of treacherous Spain before her guilty soul doth loom the spirit of the main. A wrath arrayed in peaceful white, as when asleep she lay, above the traitorous mine that night within Havana Bay. 
She glides before the avenging fleet, a sign of woe to Spain. Brave though her sons, how shall they meet the spirit of the main? Tudor Jenks Spain also had a fleet, and a strong one, on the ocean. It had been gathered together at the Cape Verde Islands, and on April 29, 1898, it put to sea and steamed westward into the Atlantic for a destination which could only be conjectured. THE DRAGON OF THE SEAS They say the Spanish ships are out to seize the Spanish main. Reach down the volume, boy, and read the story o'er again. How when the Spaniard had the might, he drenched the earth like rain, with human blood, and made it death to sail the Spanish main. With torch and steel and stake and rack, he trampled out all truce, until Queen Bess her leashes slipped, and turned her sea-dogs loose. God, how they sprang, and how they tore, the Grenville's Hawkins Drake. Remember, boy, they were your sires, they made the Spaniard quake. They sprang like lions, for their prey, straight for the throat amain. By twos, by scores, wherever they caught, they fought the ships of Spain. When Spain in dark Uloa's bay broke doubly plighted faith, bold Hawkins found his way through fire for great Elizabeth. A bitter malt Spain brewed that day, she drained it to the lees. Her faithless guns that morn awoke the dragon of the seas. From sea to sea he ravaged far, a scourge with flaming breath. Where'er the Spaniard sailed his ships, sailed Francis Drake in death. No port was safe against his ire, secure no furthest shore. The fairest day oft sank in fire before the dragon's roar. He made the Atlantic surges red round every Spanish keel, piled Spanish decks with Spanish dead, the noblest of Castile. From Del Fuego's beetling coast to Sleety Hebrides, he hounded down the Spanish coast and swept the flaming seas. He fought till Spain's inmost lakes mid orange bowers set, La Mancha's daughters feared to sail, lest they the dragon met. King Philip of his raven reft, as forfeit claimed his head, the great queen laughed his wrath to scorn and knighted Drake instead and gave him ships and sent him forth to clear the Spanish main, for England and for England's brood, and sink the fleets of Spain. And well he wrought his mighty work, till on that fatal day he met his only conqueror in Nombre Dios Bay. There in his shotted hammock swung amid the surge's sweep, he waits the lookout's signal across the quiet deep. In dreams of dark Uloa's bay and Spanish treachery, and how he tracked Magellan far across the unknown sea. But if Spain fires a single shot upon the Spanish main, she'll come to deem the dragon dead has waked to life again. Thomas Nelson Page The Sailing of the Fleet Two fleets have sailed from Spain. The one would seek what land's uncharted ocean might conceal. Despised, condemned, and pitifully weak, it found a world for Leon and Castile. The other, mighty, arrogant, and vain, sought to subdue a people who were free. Ask of the storm-gods where its galleons be, whelmed neath the billows of the northern main. A third is threatened, on the westward track, once gloriously traced 
its vessels sped, with gold and crimson battle-flags unfurled, on Colon's course, but to Sidonia's rack, sure-fated, if so need shall come to need, for sons of Drake are lords of Colon's world. A portion of the American fleet started off to look for the Spaniards, and the remainder engaged in various minor operations off the Cuban coast. On May 11th a party rode in and cut the cable at Cienfuegos, under a heavy fire. CUT THE CABLES AN INCIDENT OF CIENFUEGOS MAY 11TH, 1898 CUT THE CABLES, THE ORDER READ, AND THE MEN WERE THERE, THERE WAS NO DELAY, THE SHIPS HOVE TO IN CIENFUEGOS BAY, THE WISDOM, NASHVILLE, MARBLEHEAD, BEAUTIFUL, GRIM, AND ALERT WERE THEY, IT WAS MIDWAY, PAST THE MORNING GRAY, CUT THE CABLES, THE ORDER SAID, over the clouds of the dashing spray, the guns were trained and ready for play. Picked from the Nashville, wind-slow led, grim death waits ashore, they said. Lower the boats, Godspeed, give way. Did our untried navy lads obey? Away to their perilous work, they sped. Now, steady the keel, keep stroke the oar. They must go in close, they must find the wires. Grim death is alert on that watching shore, that deadly shore of the hundred fires. In the lighthouse tower, along the edge, in the blockhouse waiting, the guns are there. On the lowland, too, in the tall dry sedge, they are holding the word till the boats draw near. One hundred feet from the water's edge, dazzling clear is the sunlit air. Quick, my men, the moments are dear. Two hundred feet from the rifle pit, and our untried lads still show no fear. When they open now, they're sure to hit. No question, even by sign they ask. In silence they bend to their dangerous task. Quick now, the shot from a smokeless gun cuts close and spatters the glistening brine. Now follows the roar of the battle begun, but the boys were bent in the blazing sun like peaceful fishermen wetting a line. They searched the sea while a shrieking blast swept shoreward swift as the lightning flies, while the fan-like storm of the shells went past, like a death-wing clearing the hissing skies, like a sheltering wing, for the hurricane came from our own good guns, and the foe might tell what wreck was wrought by their deadly aim, for the foe went down where the hurricane fell. It shattered the blockhouse, leveled the tower, it ripped the face of the smoking hill, it beat the battle back, hour by hour, then, for a little, our guns were still. For a little, but that was the fatal breath, the moment's lull in the friendly crash, for the long pit blazed with a vicious flash, and eight fell, two of them done to death. Once more the screen of the screaming shot with its driving canopy covered the men, while they dragged and grappled and faltering not, still dragged and searched and grappled again and they stayed right there till the work was done. The cables were found and severed each one, with an eighty-foot gap, and the piece hauled in, and stowed in place, then under the din of that deafening storm that had swept the air, for three long hours they turned from shore, steady the keel there, stroke the oar, to the smoke-wreathed ships, and, under the guns, they went up the side, our untried ones." Quiet, my brave boy, hats off all. They are here, our untried boys in blue. Steady the block now, all hands haul. Slow on the line there, look to the crew. Six lads hurt, and the colors there, wrap two of them, 
Hold, ease back the bow. Slow now on the line, slack down with care. Steady their back on their own deck now. The cables are cut, sir, eighty foot spread. Six boys hurt and two of them dead. Half mast the colors. There's work to do. There are two red marks on the starboard gun. There is still some work that is not quite done. For our untried boys that are tried and true, it wasn't all play when they cut the wires. Well named is that bay of the hundred fires. Robert Burns Wilson, June 2nd, 1898. A few days later, on May 24th, 1898, the battleship Oregon arrived at Jupiter Inlet, Florida, after one of the most remarkable voyages in history. On March 9th, the ship, then at San Francisco, was ordered to circle South America and join the Atlantic Squadron, and the journey of nearly 15,000 miles was accomplished without starting a rivet. The Race of the Oregon Lights out, and a prow turned toward the south and a canvas hiding each cannon's mouth, and a ship like a silent ghost released is seeking her sister ships in the east. A rush of water, a foaming trail, an ocean hound in a coat of mail, a deck long lined with the lines of fate, she roars goodbye at the golden gate. On, on alone without gong or bell, but a burning fire like the fire of hell, till the lookout starts as his glasses show the white cathedral of Calleo. A moment's halt neath the slender spire. Food, food for the men, and food for the fire. Then out of the sea to rest no more till her keel is grounded on Chile's shore. South, south, God guard, through the unknown wave, where the chart nor compass may help or save, where the hissing wraiths of the sea abide, and few may pass through the stormy tide. North, North for a harbor far away, for another breath in the burning day, for a moment's shelter from speed and pain, and a prow to the tropic sea again. Home, home with the mother fleet to sleep, till the call shall rise o'er the awful deep, and the bell shall clang for the battle there, and the voice of guns is the voice of prayer. One more to the songs of the bold and free, when your children gather about your knee, when the Goths and Vandals come down in might as they came to the walls of Rome one night, when a lordly William of Deloraine shall ride by the Scottish lake again, when the Hessian specters shall flit in air as Washington crosses the Delaware, when the eyes of babes shall be closed in dread as the story of Paul Revere is read. When your boys shall ask what the guns are for, then tell them the tale of the Spanish War, and the breathless millions that looked upon the matchless race of the Oregon. John James Meehan Battle Song of the Oregon The billowy headlands swiftly fly, the crested path I keep. My ribboned smoke stains many a sky, my embers dye the deep. A continent has hardly space, mid-ocean little more, wherein to trace my eager race, while clang the alarms of war. I come, the warship Oregon, my wake a whitening world, my cannon shotted, thundering on with battle flags unfurled. My land knows no successful foe, behold, to sink or save. From stoker's flame to gunner's aim, the race that rules the wave. 
a nation's prayers my bulwark are, though ne'er so wild the sea. Flow time or tide, come storm or war, throbs my machinery. Land Spain has lost forever peer from every lengthening coast, till rings the cheer that proves me near the flag of Columbia's host. Defiantly I have held my way from the vigorous shore where Drake dreamed a new Albion in the day he left new Spain a quake. His shining course retraced I fight the selfsame foe he fought, all earth to light with signs of might which God our captain wrought. Made mad from Santiago's mouth, Spain's ships of battle dart. My bulk comes broadening from the south, a hurricane at heart. Its desperate armories blaze and boom, its ardent engines beat, and fiery doom finds root and bloom aboard the Spanish fleet. The hundred weight of the golden hind, with me are ponderous tons. The ordnance great, her deck that lined, would feed my ravening guns. Her spacious reach in months and years I've shrunk to nights and days. Yet in my ears are ringing cheers Sir Frank himself would raise. For conquereth not mine engine's breath, nor sides still clad and strong, nor bulk nor rifles red with death, to Spain too these belong. What made that old armada break, this newer victory won. Jehovah spake by the sons of Drake at each incessant gun. I come the warship Oregon, my wake a whitening world, my cannon shotted, thundering on, with battle flags unfurled. My land knows no successful foe, behold, to sink or save. From stoker's flame to gunner's aim, the race that rules the wave. Wallace Rice A few days before, Samson's fleet had bombarded San Juan, Puerto Rico, ineffectively, and then came word that the Spanish squadron had slipped into the harbor of Santiago, Cuba, to coal and refit. It was not until May 29th that its presence there was discovered by the Americans, who proceeded at once to blockade the harbor. Strike the Blow The four-way winds of the world have blown, and the ships have taken the wave. The legions march to the Trump's shrill call, neath the flag of the free and the brave. The hounds of the sea have trailed the foe, they have trailed and tracked him down. They wait no longer, but strike, O land, with the dauntless strength of thy strong right hand, strike the blow. The armored fleets, with their grinning guns, have the Spaniard in his lair. They have tracked him down where the ramparts frown, and they'll halt and hold him there. They have steamed in his wake, they have seen him go, they have bottled and corked him up. Then send him home to the under-foam, till the wide sea shakes to the far blue dome, strike the blow. The Cuban dead and dying call, the children starved in the light. Of the aid that waits till the hero deed breaks broad in the tyrant's might. The starved and the weak in their hour of woe are calling land on thee. Then why delay in thy dauntless sway? On, on to the charge of the freedom way, strike the blow. They have taken the winds of the Carib seas, thy fleets that know not fear. Their ribs of steel have yearned to reel in the dance of the cannoneer. Thy sons of the blue that wait to go would leap with a will to the charge. 
then send them the word so long deferred. They have listened late, but they have not heard. Strike the blow. They have listened late in the desolate land. They have looked through brimming eyes. And starving women have held dead babes to their heart with a thousand sighs. On, on to the end, O land, the foe beneath thy sword shall fall. Thy ships of steel have tracked them home. Ye are king of the land and king of the foam. Strike the blow. On June 1st, 1898, a great portion of Samson's fleet was off the harbor, and it was decided to block the entrance by sinking the collier Merrimack in the channel. The enterprise was entrusted to Lieutenant Richmond Pearson Hobson and a crew of eight volunteers. Eight Volunteers Eight volunteers, on an errand of death, eight men, who speaks? Eight men to go where the cannon's hot breath burns black the cheeks. Eight men to man the old Merrimack's hulk, eight men to sink the old steamer's black bulk, blockade the channel where the Spanish ships skulk. Eight men, who speaks? Eight volunteers, said the admiral's flags. Eight men, who speaks? Who will sail under El Moro's black crags? Sure death he seeks. Who is there willing to offer his life? Willing to march to this music of strife, cannon for drum and torpedo for fife, eight men. Who speaks? Eight volunteers on an errand of death, eight men. Who speaks? Was there a man who in fear held his breath with fear-paled cheeks? From every warship ascended a cheer, from every sailor's lips burst the word, Here! Four thousand heroes, their lives volunteer, eight men. Who speaks? Lansing C. Bailey It was impossible to get the boat ready that night, but at last, at 3.30 in the morning of June 2nd, she stood away for the harbor. The Spaniards saw her as she entered and rained a storm of fire upon her. A moment later, torn by her torpedoes and those of the enemy, she sank to the bottom. Hobson and his men were taken prisoners by the Spaniards. THE MEN OF THE MERRIMACK JUNE 3rd, 1898 Hail to Hobson! Hail to Hobson! Hail to all the valiant set! Klaus and Kelly, Danan, Phillips, Murphy, Montague, Charette! Whosoe'er we laud and laurel we shall be their debtors yet! Shame upon us! Shame upon us! Should the nation e'er forget! Though the tale be worn with the telling, let the daring deed be sung. Surely ne'er brighter valor since this wheeling world was young. Thrilled men's souls to more than wonder till praise leaped from every tongue. Trapped at last the Spanish sea-fox in the hill-locked harbor lay. Spake the admiral from his flagship, rocking off the hidden bay, We must close yon open portal, lest he slip by night away. Volunteers, the signal lifted, rippling through the fleet it ran. Was there ever a deadlier venture? Was there ever a bolder plan? Yet the gallant sailors answered, answered well nigh to a man. Ere the dawn's first rose flush kindled, swiftly sped the chosen eight, toward the batteries grimly frowning, or the harbor's narrow gate. Sooth, he holds his life but lightly, who thus gives the dare to fate. They had passed the outer portal, 
where the guns grinned tier o'er tier, when the portentous Moro thundered and the Socapa echoed clear, and Estrella joined the chorus, pandemoniac to hear. Heroes without hands to waver, heroes without hearts to quail, there they sat in the bulky collier mid the hurling Spanish hail. Long shall float our starry banner if such lads beneath it sail. Hail to Hobson, hail to Hobson, hail to all the valiant set. Klaus and Kelly, Dane and Phillips, Murphy, Montague, Charette. Whosoe'er we laud and laurel, we shall be their debtors yet. Shame upon us, shame upon us, should the nation e'er forget. Clinton Scollard The Victory Wreck June 3rd, 1898 O stealthily creeping Merrimack, hush low your fiery breath. You who gave life to ships of strife are sailing unto your death. I am ready and dressed for burial beneath the Cuban wave, but still I can fight for God and right while resting in my grave. O men that are sailing the Merrimack, your hearts are beating high, but send a prayer through the smoking air to your captain in the sky. We know there is death in every breath as we cling to the gunless deck, and grand will be our voyage if we can make of our ship a wreck. Now drop the bower of the Merrimack and swing her to the tide. Now scuttle her braves and bid the waves sweep into her shattered side. Through the flying hell of shot and shell we pass death with a sneer. We wrenched our life from a novel strife and even our foemen cheer. Will Carleton Examination showed that the channel had not been blocked. The Merrimack had gone too far in and had sunk lengthwise of the channel instead of across it. So the Spanish ships were not yet corked. Hobson and his men, June 3rd, 1898. Hobson went towards death and hell, Hobson and his men. Unregarding shot and shell and the rain of fire that fell, calm, undaunted, fearless, bold, every heart a heart of gold, steadfast, daring, uncontrolled, Hobson and his men. Hobson came from death and hell, Hobson and his men. Shout the tidings, ring the bell, let the pealing anthems swell. From the wreck and raft and wave, from the shadow of the grave, every honor to the brave, Hobson and his men. Robert Loveman End of Section 7